Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me. Um, we are now in the throes of Hurricane Lee. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's not much to say. <laughs> it's like a, uh, what a, it's called like a tropical depression now. Um, I, I mean, we were supposed to get hammered last night. Then it was supposed to start at like 4 a.m. It's 5.49 now. I'm on my way to the gym. And it's a little breezy. Uh, probably 10, 15 mile an hour winds, if that. And uh, barely any rain. So, we'll see what happens. I left the chickens and the ducks in. You know, just in case the wind really does start to pick up. Because I'm not... The ducks are pretty sturdy. The chickens will blow right away, man. <laughs> the ducks are like twice as big as the chickens. The ducks are hefty boys. Girls, I should say. Real hefty. But uh, I'll keep y'all updated. I let women get in my head when I started thinking it was going to be a bad storm. I let my media girl, Michelle, get in my head. I let my mom get in my head. Sorry, Michelle. Put you on blast. <laughs> I, let, I let them get in my head. And uh, I'm, I booked a cabin in Vermont and ended up canceling it eating $400 on the cancellation. Um, I'm glad we stayed. I'm glad we didn't leave. Would have been a pain in the butt driving three and a half hours, baby, pregnant wife, to some cabin in the middle of Vermont, middle of nowhere, you know. I'm glad we stayed. So watch the hurricane suddenly turns to a Category 5, levels the whole East Coast. We die. No, I'm just kidding. Um... The uh, so I how do I want to start this story? So when my wife so before my wife and I had Ada, uh, we lost three kids. We lost three babies, all varying uh, degrees of uh, length into the pregnancy, and it was just. Uh, really tough uh when you go so miscarriages let's talk miscarriages we uh so you know people that don't even want kids that get pregnant accidentally and then miscarry are pretty upset you know there's i've talked to a couple people that like you know they had sex out of wedlock they accidentally got pregnant and then they end up losing the baby and i'm sure there's a little bit of relief But there's also a, a great degree of sadness and what ifs. And probably the hardest one for us was Peanut. We named her Peanut, him or her. Peanut. Um, and uh, when I had left my insurance job, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. So, I just took my wife to Miami. I said, let's go to Miami. I'm going to disconnect for a week. I've been working nose to the grindstone for nine years straight. I said, now there was like a big... Leaving that industry was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. It was such a blessing in disguise. I was not happy. 
um, at all. I was really struggling. Um, I was pretending to be somebody I wasn't. Um, and wearing a mask every day takes a toll on you. And I kind of lost my marbles back in 2020. It all came to a crescendo in 2020. And you guys know that story. I'm not going to rehash that. And when we, when I, when we, when I lost the insurance gig, so here I lost a, basically a career. It took me nine years to build. Um, and uh, hold on, I'm going to go run inside and get an energy drink. Where was I? Got to talk in hurricane talk with the lady in there. She's so funny. It's a little old lady. She's got to be in her 70s. And uh, last time she calls me baby. Yeah, she's totally, she, she, last time I was in there, I had a muscle shirt on. I just got back from the gym. She's like, your arms, your arms are just dreamy. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. You heard quite the catch yourself. Wink, wink. I love flirting with old ladies. I'm sorry, Geneva. You know what I mean? They're just so cute. Old ladies love me. Like, I'm afraid, like, if I, I, I if I were to wind up single somehow, I'd only be able to get old ladies. I just, uh, I don't get much female attention from anybody else. Not that I should, because I'm a married man, but uh, the old ladies love me. I could find myself a sugar mama. Wouldn't that be fun? Imagine being, I just, <laughs> imagine being 250 pounds with a big old beard being somebody's sugar baby. Oh yeah, this is this is Edna. She's my girlfriend. Ah, honey, where you want to go to Aruba today? Sure. <laughs> it's, it's, I'll call our pilot. <laughs> Come on, Edna. Let me get your bags for you. I can't wait. It she croaks. I inherit billions of dollars. Invested in semiconductor companies, turned it into fifty billion dollars, and then I start my plan of world domination <laughs> all through the sugar mama, Edna. Edna. So, anyways, back to a very serious. Oh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, miscarriages. That's right. So, <laughs> so when uh, anyway, so when I lost the insurance gig, I'm like, dude, what the hell am I gonna? What am I? What am I gonna do? I was making good money, dude. I think I was I was making like seven, eight hundred thousand dollars a year, um, and then all of a sudden, poof, gone. And you're like, uh oh. All right, well, uh, time to uh, time to figure it out, I guess. So I uh, took my anyways. I took my wife and we went to Miami for about a week, and we just had the most amazing. The most amazing time we took a bunch of pictures and my wife was showing like really like you could see from a mile away she was pregnant and you know one picture stands I'm still here so one picture stands out uh, Geneva's like down on her knees in the beach with her tummy out and uh, it was a sunset so we got up at like 5.30 in the morning, our hotel was right on the ocean, uh, right on Sunny Isle uh, outside of Miami. We went down to the beach and we're like, hey, Peanut, it's your first son. 
Um, so we, we took a bunch of pictures and, uh, you know, we just, we had such an amazing time and I, I don't even, it's such a blur. I don't even remember when or how, or, but we got back home and, uh, we had an ultrasound and basically everything was there, but the baby placenta, the embryonic sac, everything was there, but the baby. So Geneva ended up having to have what was technically called an abortion. Um, there was no baby, but they had to remove um, the placenta, the embryonic sac. So, uh, you know, so we lost Peanut. Um, and that was tough. So, like, you have, a, you, you start having questions running through your head. First is, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with her? Are we not going to be able to have kids? You know, if we do get pregnant again, are we going to lose a fourth one? It's like, can we go through this again? But you just, you just keep going forward like anything else in life. So, she gets pregnant again, not, not too far after. And we're really hesitant to tell anybody and that's the, that's the messed up thing. It's like you get pregnant for the fourth time and you've let, you, you can't help but feel like, I know you, people aren't like, oh, you let us down. You can't help but feel like you've let people down, you know, and I can't imagine being my wife and, and the woman in that situation. It's hard. It's one thing being the man. It's the other thing being the woman, you know. She went through a lot of, is there something wrong with me? Did we do something wrong? You know, all this stuff. <laughs> And, um, so we get pregnant with Ada and what's interesting. And the point of all this is what's interesting is there's this yellow butterfly that I swear to you would follow Geneva around the yard. And there's a picture that I took. I'll get, I'll go back to the picture, but anyways, so there's this yellow butterfly that followed Geneva around almost all the way up through winter, right? And then we had Ada. Amazing, perfect, beautiful, absolutely just fantastic, lovely little girl. And then, uh, you know, so we have Ada and then wham, not long after that, boom, we're pregnant again uh, with the next one. And the butterfly's back. We see this yellow butterfly all the time now. And it's just so funny how God works. Back in 2016, so seven years ago, um, I had taken a picture. Geneva and I went for a hike. And I had taken a picture of a yellow butterfly in some leaves. Some, some, so it was on this wet, so we're down in the gorge in Chautauqua County. The gorge is this big river uh, down in a huge valley. You know, you can tell this river's really carved all, all this, this, this valley out. So you hike down through this valley and you get to the river and there's a bunch of wet rocks, you know, uh, as is you find around rivers. And there was a little yellow butterfly and it was just so picturesque. And I took a picture of it and that picture just kept coming back up. It would come back up on my suggested photos. It'd come back up on my time hop. I'd be scrolling, looking for a picture from years ago. Boom, I'd see that yellow butterfly. I saw it because it was, it was one of the first pictures I took, I believe, with a new iPhone 6. I believe it was an iPhone 6. And that was seven years before Ada was born. And it's just, 
when you look back, when you think about how God's timing works, you know, a thousand years for humans is like a minute for God, right? And we have a tendency to want everything right away, right? And I think about Isaac in the Bible and how long he was separated from his kinsmen, how long he had to suffer. I think about David and how long he was persecuted for. I think about you know, Moses in the desert. I think about all these Bible, these great men of the Bible, and how many sometimes decades um, they suffered or anguished over an outcome, and, and it finally happened. Or Job, how long, how long till Job was restored? You know, and it's just. I think what it really boils down to is this is there's a massive amount of character development that happens in these waiting periods, right? Where there's a lag between our time and God's time. Because again, seven years for me is seven years. Seven years for God is a blink of an eye. You know what I mean? So, but I think God knows, I know God knows our frame. And it's kind of like, it's like this. If I were to plant an apple tree, and it grew up out of the ground, and it was a couple months old. This little, maybe, I don't know how much they grow in a couple of months. Let's just say it was a foot tall. Little skinny, tiny, it's not even a trunk, it's like a stalk, right? If that apple tree were to grow even one apple, one full-sized apple, it would bend it and snap it. And if it didn't snap it, it would just drag it to the earth where it would die. You've got to understand that the waiting period is character development, and that character development is what allows you to handle the good fruits. I talk about it a lot in terms of weightlifting. If I were to coach you and you had never really lifted weights before and you were a young guy and let's just say in your mid-20s and you're out of shape and you know, we're going to go in and we're going to squat. You know, I'm going to start teaching you just with, you know, like Brent, my good friend Brent, when I first taught him to start working his legs, which I don't think he does anymore. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, when we first went to squat with him, I just, the bar, 45 pounds. And then we added two tens and then two twenty fives. And then a couple months later, two forty fives. You work up the weight. Because you're building the muscle necessary to support and carry and handle that weight. The weight allows you to support the weight. <laughs> the W-A-I-T allows you to support the W-E-I-G-H-T. The weight supports the weight. Ah, what a great title that is. The weight supports the weight. <laughs> You've got to learn to be patient. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Sometimes we don't ever get what we originally wanted at all. Because when we develop our character and we get to the other side of that weight, we realize it was something that we never really wanted and certainly never needed. There are many things I wished for five years ago that I prayed for daily that I know I never got 
and I don't ever want. So many things I used to pray for that I want nothing to do with now. Because oftentimes we find that what we wanted in that season isn't good for us long term. Everybody wants everything. Why isn't this happening for me? Why isn't it this? It's either A, it's not meant for you, or B, you're building the foundation, the muscles, the trunk, and the branches to be able to handle it. Because God knows if he were to give you what you wanted right now, you would fumble it big time. You would fumble the bag. You fumble it, I get it, flip it, and tumble it. <laughs> no, but seriously, you would fumble it big time. It would break you. It would break you. This is why the process, and again, I'm not being prosperity gospel, whatever. I'm not saying that God is going to give you everything that you've ever wanted. A Bugatti and 17 houses is not what I'm saying. But that's why I think that the process to acquiring wealth is so fascinating because when you give somebody wealth, you know, we talk about this a lot, lottery winners. What happens to lottery winners? Do they get mangled, mangled, and they end up oftentimes broke in millions of dollars of debt, Everything getting repossessed and foreclosed on drug addictions, all, all kinds of... Because when you're given something that you didn't go through the time to earn, when you didn't go through the wait for the wait, <laughs> it crushes you. It crushes you. You have to learn to be patient. You have to learn to trust the process. And more than anything, you have to learn to trust God. So that's today's episode. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great Saturday and I'll talk to you all soon.